Well, hello, my friends, and good Friday morning to you. Thanks so much for stopping by. My name is Roger, and behind the scenes is my wife, Angie, and together we make up the Barnabas Bridge. We're thankful that you've desired to spend your Friday with us, and we pray that you leave here just a little bit of encouraged uh, from the time that we spend together. You know, when I was a little kid, I, I, for a time, my grandma lived in Port Arthur, Texas, and she would come back as often as she could, I'm sure, and whenever I heard that, the, that she was coming from the adults would be talking, then I would get all excited. But Port Arthur, Texas is about a thousand miles away and, and she drove. And so as a little kid, I didn't really have the concept of how long in those days it took an elderly lady to drive from Texas uh, up here to Nebraska. But whenever I heard that she was coming, the first thing that I would do would go sit by the front window because she would, when she got there, she would park right out front of our house and I would see her car for the entire time that she was there. And so I would sit by the window and I always remember my mom saying, Roger, she's not gonna be here right away and the longer you stare out the window, it's gonna seem like the longer it's gonna take for her to get here. So go do something and keep yourself busy till she gets here. <laughs> I think there's a real easy application to be made, isn't there, into our Christian life. Because this week we've been talking about this question that was posed is, how do we get here? How did we get to the place that we are today? And because of the scripture that we've been kind of really relying on, that 1 Corinthians 14, 33, that says, for God is not a God, or a God of disorder, but of peace. We have really worked through this passages, this with several passages this week, and I hope that through our investigation, what we found is that God is not just a God of order, but He it is a great encouragement to know that God is always on the throne, He's always on the job, and He's always working out the good for the people that love Him with loving and, and grace-filled plan. He'll never leave us nor forsake us, those who call on His Son, and he'll always speak to us constantly if we stay in communication with him through the power of the Holy Spirit. These things are all great, and they're all facts, and they're all encouraging, and we're all waiting for him. But I'll tell you what, sometimes I wonder if we don't get like that little boy, and we're just sitting by the window, and, and we're wasting time, and we were excited about him coming, but we're in this holding pattern. Well, I'll tell you what, I think that that's not really exactly the way God has a plan. There's a scripture in Hebrews chapter 9, 28 that I want to get to before we get to our second one. It gives us this surety. It says that just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. You see, we've got the information. We've heard loud and clear that Jesus Christ is coming. He's coming because he has loved us and he waits to reunite with us. And he's on his way. But like that little boy, we can't just sit by the window because there's work to be done. And so in, in, in 2 Peter 
3.9. We have a good word there that I'd, like to, that I'd like to share with you as well. And what it says there is that don't forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Now there is just a, a hinge then with the Hebrews chapter 9 that we just read, is that God, Jesus is coming back. And it's not a slow thing, only if we start believing it is. But there's purpose. And in all of God's control and all of God's desire for the love of the world, all of the things that we read this week, there's something going on, the big picture, a plan of God's, and it's happening right here, and we're invited to be a part of that good work. And so the second part of that in verse 9 says, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. The Lord is not slow at keeping his promise, as some understand slowness, but he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. It's almost like my mom yelling from the kitchen, Roger, do something. Don't just sit there and wait. God's desire is that everyone will come to know him, everyone that will come to repentance, that not one single person in this planet will go to their grave without hearing the name of Jesus Christ and therefore being offered the opportunity to have everlasting life in heaven with him. Do something. Don't just wait. Important things are happening. God has a plan. God is at work. God is on the throne. And he's inviting each and every one of us to be a part of his never-ending story. You know, and there was a time when uh, there was uh, people who knew Jesus very well that was really wondering how things were going to unfold, what was going to happen, how things were how thing God how God would work through certain situations. In John chapter fourteen, Jesus has announced that he's leaving. And he looks at these people with questions, maybe people a lot like us. And he said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there now to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and I'll take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way the place where I am going. Well, the announcement has been made. All the provisions have been fulfilled. And now it's up to us. What will we do from the time that Christ walked into our life until the day that he guarantees that he's coming back and walking into our life again? Folks, I want to encourage you on this day, don't just sit by the window. Don't waste your time, but be an agent for Christ. Be a voice to this world. The things that maybe the wheels have come off, that the chaos reigns, that there's no one in charge, that there's no real plan, there's no real purpose, because we know better. There's a fabulous plan. 
and it's unfolding exactly as the God of control desires it to be. In a world that seems to be in, at, at odds with each other in an increasing way, the promise is that he is a God of peace. That when we speak to him and we trust him and we have communication that is just so intricately tied together, he promises that in all things, we will have a peace that transcends all understanding. Because of Christ Jesus, he will guard our hearts and our minds in all the days until he returns. Man, that sounds good. So folks, my prayer is that this week's been a very beneficial time for you because it has been for me and Angie. And we're thankful that you've spent your time with us and that you show up. And if you've gained any encouragement from us, would you please encourage us uh, by uh, subscribing to us on our YouTube channel, liking us on Facebook, or dropping us a line. We sure would love to hear from you. We want to know that you're out there. So thanks so much for your support. Let's say a prayer, and I pray that this is the best weekend that you've ever had. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your promise. I know that you're coming back just as you came before. You've built the world, and you've um, prepared us all now for this specific time. So God, let us hear the exact movements that you're making in our life so that we might take the right steps. Let us walk through the doors that you so graciously and generously open with courage, knowing full well that it's your plan. We thank you. God, we love you. And we give you praise in his name. Amen. Folks, take care. We'll see you soon. God willing. Bye.